Hey, good evening, guys. Um, Ty here from I'm Hope. Um, welcome to the I'm Hope podcast. Uh, tonight, um, we've got um, Danny Jennings uh, jumping on to have a chat to us, um, all things uh, related to mental health. Um, first of all, um, Danny, I'll hand it over to you. Um, just introduce yourself, um, where you're from, um, what you've done, uh, maybe even your school or, or what you've done in, in the last few years. And um, yeah, whatever. It's Sweet. Well, welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'm Danny. I'm 28. Um, mum to a little boy, Javan. He's nine. Um, at the moment, I'm focusing on being a mum. Been working like in the PR kind of side of things for about a year and a half or so. Um, slowly getting myself into events, which is cool. Um, got a few things coming up with that. And on the shore, lived here pretty much my whole life. Um, came here from London when I was eight. She's but my accent's completely gone. I'm pretty much a Kiwi now. <laughs> um, met Ty when we did the RIP campaign. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah. I thought I'd jump on here and share, share my story. Oh, cool, man. Oh, well, first of all, um, you know, from us, um, thanks for jumping on. And um, it's, it's a huge thing. And, um, you know, fully understand um, that it's tough for some people. And, and obviously, we're having a chat um, before, I would call it like off air about, um, you know, where, where things are going to go. But like a lot of the other uh, people that we've been chatting to over the last um, few weeks, it's pretty much free flowing. Um, you know, we kind of just let the story um, take care of itself. And, um, you know, wherever we go, we go. And um, that's, that's the beauty of this, um, I guess, podcast um, series that we're doing is that we just want to talk to people that are um, real, raw, and, um, you know, give other people opportunity to share their story. And, um, yeah, so, so thank you for jumping on. We, we truly appreciate you for doing that. And oh, um, I, I didn't even know that you were from um, London. Tell us yeah, about that. I came here. Oh, I came here when I was eight. So my mum randomly met a Māori guy in the middle of London town <laughs> and he came over and I was like what is this like never yeah, seen yeah. a Māori in my life yeah um yeah and then they fell in love yeah got married yeah. um visited New Zealand and my mum was like this will be such a nice place to have kids and grow up yeah. and all the rest of it so yeah came Crazy. here and we never never went back <laughs> yeah yeah so have you have you been back like to visit or like you know, get get an idea of where you're from and that? Or? Yeah, yeah. So I'm real close with my family over there still. Yeah. So we talk quite frequently. Yeah. Um, I've only been back once. So I'm 28 oh, now. So, yeah, 20 years ago we moved geez. here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Only been back once. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we're whereabouts in um, London because, um, like, I, I spend heaps of time in the UK and um, heaps of the people from the UK tune into um, a lot of things that we do. Oh, so I'm from South London, so around like Clapham, Brixton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh man, I've, I've actually been there. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Crazy. Jeez. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's changed so much since I was growing up. Like, they've yeah. done it up quite a lot. But, yeah, um, yeah. now it was busy going back and seeing my yeah. childhood friends. And, wow. yeah, yeah it's real cool. That, that's crazy. So how did you, like, um, how did you fit in? Um, 
because you said that you were eight when you moved over. Yeah. So how how, how yeah. did you um, find the adjustment, or um, like what kind of um, like mental state were you in when you came over? It was honestly quite hard. Like I grew up um, with a Jamaican background, Jeez, and yeah. there's not a huge Jamaican community over here. So I yeah. kind of came into it and thought, "Oh my gosh! Like we're all the Jamaicans, and like, <laughs> we're all the kind of people." So it was it was quite hard, and yeah. um, never heard of the Maori culture at all. Yeah, and literally, like the second day that we landed. Um, yeah here for two days and we went straight down to a tangi. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. And so it was a complete culture shock. Like there yeah, was like yeah. the body, body in the marae. Like <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. Um, but it was cool. It was cool. Like in the end I, you know, found my way and yeah. Yeah. Settled in eventually. Jeez, that's, that's crazy. And, and that's a huge shift as well. Like, especially someone that's eight, and then like moving like to the other side of the world and then going straight straight into something like that, that that would have been buzzy ass. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. But and, I'm used to it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um you said that um you you came straight over, you ended up in the shore, like maybe talk to us about um like your experience going through school over in the shore, like I, I I'm a Westie, um and like for as long as I know, like the shore's always been posh to us. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I I grew up in Beachhaven. Oh yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So I went to Birkdale Primary, Birkdale Intermediate, and then Birkenhead College. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I did all three. Um, didn't really like school to be honest. Um, yeah. Like I did my work and everything, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just something when you hit the teenage years, the preteens, and you're like, oh, you either like it or you don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I left school when I was in fifth form. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I think I was drinking at that age and yeah. just being a little, little poo running around <laughs> giving my mum crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I did correspondence for a while. So that yeah. was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't really find my actual focus until. I was 17, 18, and then yeah. I had my son. So, yeah, yeah high school's a bit of a blur for me. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't remember Crazy. going that much. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. So, so you know, um, like, what, what do you think, um, like, I'm, I'm just thinking about um, the young people that, that will be tuning into this, like, um, that are, like, thinking about, you know, either leaving school or because everything that, they're told is that they have to stay in school and they have to this and go to seventh form and that kind of stuff. Like, like from your like point of view, like, do you think that it was the best thing for you and obviously led you to where you are today? Um, I'll, I'll ask that question first. Yeah. For me personally, um, yeah. I kind of always knew that I didn't, like the textbook studying kind yep. of approach. Yeah. Like I just used to tune out and I mean, I did do it anyway. Like I would do my work and stuff, but yep. for me, it was more the approach of in my own time. Yeah. And what I wanted to focus on. Yeah. 
yeah so when i did like correspondence and stuff that worked better for me personally yeah 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 that's cool and um so you said that there was a period where um you started drinking but then you when you hit like 17 18 like something changed and that's when you went into correspondence is that was it am i right to say that yeah so i i had a few things like just getting into silly situations as you do yeah um and i got into a really scary situation yeah. Um, where I was just, you know, too drunk, not thinking properly. Mm. And that really snapped me out of that phase. Yeah. And it just hit me and I was just like, okay, this is not what I want to be doing. Yeah. I need to seriously think about the future because yeah. shit, I'm almost an adult. <laughs> like I need to take <laughs> yeah. this seriously. That's yeah. not going to last forever. Yeah. 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 And, um, what did your um, family think about you leaving school at fifth form? Like, were they sweet with it? Or, like, what kind of process did you have to go through to either convince them that, hey, I'm out? Or, like, wh- what did you do? Like, because I know there's a lot of kids out there um, in a similar situation that they're like, school's not for me. But they're staying there, but they don't know how to approach Telling their parents, I don't know what was what was the process for you. My mom was supportive because oh, I came cool. to her with a solution. Yeah, like I was like, "Mom, I don't want to be at school anymore. It's not for me. Um, mm. Finding it hard to adjust, but I have this option." And then I presented yeah. her with an option. Yeah. Um, so I think that was the difference between it going oh, okay. really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah cool. she she was really supportive and was like, you know, if you want to focus on something else, yeah. then yeah. Oh, that's awesome. No, that's cool. So obviously for our young people out there, um, if you are thinking along those lines, find a solution and you could be out. Yeah, don't say oh. Danny said, I didn't tell you to leave school. <laughs> that's not, not what I'm saying. Yeah, not, not that we're encouraging you guys to leave school, but um, yeah, like I, I know it's, it's definitely um, a huge thing out there. Um, speak to a lot of kids um, pretty much all over the country and, you know, school's not for everyone. And, um, and, and I guess that's an important thing. And as long as you've got a solution, um, then, you know, you can probably get there okay and then um so you you talked about your son so did you have a son so how old were you when your son was born so i was i just finished uni so after the correspondence i went and did um a community paper so i wanted to be a social worker oh wow um yeah so i finished that and i was just about to go into a degree Mm. um and then I fell pregnant with my son at 18. Jeez. So, yeah, so that was a huge, huge turn of events. Um, obviously decided to have him and, yeah, yeah don't have any regrets yeah. in regards to that, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, just had to grow up really quick. Yeah. Can, yeah. Can, so can we talk about, um, you know, like what, what kind of faults, what kind of feelings you were going through um, as an 18 year old um, that that's about to have a kid, you know, when, when I guess you've pulled yourself out from, you know, you left school, um, you went into that little phase that you said where you're drinking quite a bit. Um, you snapped out of that. 
you pulled your like you pulled your like shit together and then you're on on the way and then boom you have a kid like what what kind of thoughts what kind of mental like state where you're in like we'll talk about that it was really um like i actually think i started laughing when i got the pregnancy test back because i was so shocked yeah um burst out laughing i was like i don't even know why i'm laughing right now um i think i knew deep down that that it was going to be my my stability i want to say um it was kind of like you really have to get your shit together now yeah um yeah and you know seeing going to the first scan and all the things like that it was it was really a wake-up call yeah like this is happening yeah what are you going to do yeah um yeah and then i ended up just being really excited and then i had him um and me and his dad weren't really working we were just very young and just completely different people yeah um so I ended up being a single mum, and yeah. I think that's when it hit me. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like postnatal depression, and yeah. you know the the shock of you're actually responsible for somebody yeah. else now, not just yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and so like um, like how did you um, like what 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 hit you first like um. Like what were the kind of thoughts, um, maybe the things that you realise um, like now, but you didn't know then, you know, in terms of like, say, um, like were, did, were your family supportive? Like did, were you able to tell your parents? Were, were you able to tell your family? Like what? what yeah, so my mum was really supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I stayed with her mm. for a year or so after I'd had him. Yeah, cool. Um, so she was really supportive. Yeah. And, you know, like it's always like a cliche thing to say, but there are people out there that can help you get through those things. Like yeah. I had no idea about young mum groups or yeah. coffee groups and, yeah. um, you know, the Plunkett line and stuff like that. So... I think for me, having those things in place mm. really helped me through that time. Yeah, that's awesome, man. But I, even I yeah. didn't, I, I didn't know about about those. Um, I knew, about, I know about Plunkett line um, and that. But like, I mean, I f- for me, like you know, as as a young dad as well. Like um, my oldest son was born when I was twenty, but that was like I still remember. Um, I, I was in Auckland for like. Um, like two to three months, it took me that long to tell my mum. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we we're, were living in Wellington at the time, and um, like I remember uh, my ex calling me every day, like, have you told her, have you told her, have you told her? And I was like, nah, like, like I was so scared, you know, and... Um, Lucky you didn't have a, have a bump to hide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I, I was freaking out. You know, so, um, you know, totally different, like, contrast to, you know, you having a supportive uh, mom in there. And, like, I remember telling my mom and, and she was just, like, like, started crying. And she was just so, like, ashamed, like, you know, because, you know, obviously in our culture, like, I think, 
that they go out there and they don't expect their kids to to be like that and and whatnot yeah. and um, so you know, are you getting you, married <laughs> yeah you need to get married you need to do this yeah. you need to do that and then if you do fall pregnant it's like boom we're gonna like rush your marriage and all that and like for me i've never been about that life um but yeah like i mean totally um contrast to to what you're saying so that's cool um what what were some of um the the biggest battles that you think you faced or some of the conversations that you were having with yourself um during that period um of i guess when you're on your own like you know you're there yeah baby's crying you're like you know what what were some of the darkest kind of times that you know if if you want to share yeah i i remember always having this feeling of um you know looking at where i've been and to that point and i was like shit i'm like a statistic now like i'm like a single teen mom um you know i used to watch 16 and pregnant and be like oh my gosh like (laughs) how did they do that like that's so silly but you know i I really sat with myself and was like i'm a statistic and i felt like you know what can i make of my life now like yeah is this gonna be my forever yeah um yeah and it honestly wasn't until years later where i could see the bigger picture yeah. and thought actually you can still do what you want to do. Yeah. It's not, it's not a death sentence having a yeah. child, Yeah, like use it positively. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a huge thing that I had to just change my perception on. Cause it was, yeah. I remember those, yeah. those nights just sitting there and the baby wouldn't stop crying. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> what has <is> my <laughs> life become? <laughs> That's so true, man. So like, you know, um, you, you talked about um, postnatal depression. Um, did you know that, you know, what you were going through at the time was postnatal depression? Did you even know what um, depression was or, you know, like, um, because, I mean, you're 18, you know, you're, you're responsible for a kid now. Mm. I mean, nobody gets handed a manual that says, hey, this is this is 100% how you become a parent, you know? Yeah, no, I just thought I was sad. Like, I just thought it was the situation and, you know, obviously your hormones are all over the place, but I think when it started to extend past six months, I figured out, okay, this is a problem. Like, so I, you know, would talk to my doctor, my midwife and my mom and Mm. friends and stuff. And yeah, just said, is it? it's normal to feel this sad because I was, you know, crying every day. I didn't want to leave the house. And I started recognizing like, oh, maybe it's not, not normal. Like I should be enjoying my baby. Yeah. 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 So, so do you, do you think that, um, like, sorry, let me come back a little bit. So who, who did you talk to first? It was actually my midwife. Oh, yep. Yeah, and she she was amazing. Like I had a really good midwife, and um, yep. you know she gave me all these things to try, and yep. you know go for a twenty minute walk a day. And I thought, <laughs> oh, what's yep. that gonna do? <laughs> like <laughs> I don't want to go for a walk. Yeah. Um, but I started implementing all these things that I thought were little. Yeah. And it started to make a difference, and I think I 
you know, then realize like it's the little things that will actually help you. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually do make a difference. So yeah. Yeah. I spoke to her and then my mum. Yeah. That that was actually a hard conversation with my mum yeah. to tell her that I was really sad. Yeah. Um because it was almost like, you know, I wanted to prove to my mum that I could deal yeah. with this baby that yeah. I was like, I can handle it. And then going <laughs> to her with actually I'm quite sad and struggling like it. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. It was real hard to tell her that. Um yeah. 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 Well, what, 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 what do you think made it hard for you to to tell her that? Like, was it because like, um, like I'm just thinking about things in my head now. Like, did you think because like she supported you, um, for so long, or like you know during this period that you didn't want to take it to her and be, you know, it would almost be like a kick in the guts because she's been like, hey, I've been out here looking after you, and you're feeling like that, you know? <laughs> like, what, yeah, what, what was, made it hard for like, you? Because I was very stubborn, um, I made a pretty good case of I'm going to make this work and I'm going to still do what I want to do and I'm going to, like I made this big case up that, you know, it wasn't the end. It's not what people think it is. Yeah. Um, and just to almost feel wrong about that Yeah. to my mum where she's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, still, you can still go to school and stuff. And I'm like, yep, I will and I'm going to do this. So yeah. for me to kind of take this turn where I was struggling, yeah, yeah. It was almost like, Mom, I failed. It's not yeah. going the way I planned it yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, that was hard. And and how did like what? How did she react? Like what? How did she, um, like, kind of, how was she when when you kind of had that chat to her? She was good. She actually told me that she struggled with the same thing when she had me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she just sat down and talked to me about it, and she because she was aware of it, she yeah. could then help me put those things in place, you know? Mm. Like if I wanted yeah. to go for a walk by myself one day, yeah. she understood why. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So she, and, she was really yeah. good about it. And how, like, I mean, this is something that I love this, and, um, you know, how powerful is it when somebody else says, I've been there? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, like, hold on a minute, you know, and then you're, like, yeah. trying to adjust yourself and, like, it's so powerful, you know, like, how, yeah. how, how, did, how powerful was it, was it to you? It was, it was comforting, like, yeah. okay, maybe I'm not a failure, maybe this yeah. is normal, Yeah. and, you know, she did explain to me, like, it's so common to have postnatal depression, Yeah. it's not because you're a young single mum. It yeah, happens yeah. to people with husbands, people that yeah. have their third baby. Like it's yeah. so common. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything other than your hormones or yeah. whatever else is going on for you. It's yeah. it's normal. And I think hearing that helped. It's normal. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's amazing. And, and, and I think um, for everyone that out there um, tuning in, um, especially ladies, um, like just like what Danny said, it's totally normal. And um, the more normal we make that conversation, the more easier it's going to be for um, mothers out there, young, you know, um, like, like you said, um, with husbands, partners, even solo mums. It's it's mm. totally normal and it's totally real. And um, 
I guess the best thing that you can take out of that is that um, until you share exactly where you're at, you actually don't know um, who can help you or or other people that can jump on. Yeah. And um, like Danny shared before, um, there's places like Plunkett Line. Um, who, who are some of the other people that you said that you reached out to? Um, um, there's this place called um, Parent Port. Yeah. And I know that if you're a single mum and you don't, you know, you don't have your mum in the house or your partner or anybody, yeah. um, they come over and can cook for you, oh, clean for yeah. you. Yeah, actually look after Jeez. your baby for like half an hour, whatever it is. Whoa. So they're an amazing service that I heard of. Yeah. Um, I couldn't get that because I had my mum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was like, mum, do you want to clean for me? Or Don't take it too far. Mum, can you leave the house for like three hours? I just need to um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretend that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Parent port, Plunkett. Parent port. Yeah. Um, even, um, oh, I forgot the names of it. There's just a lot. Like if you Google it, there's yep. so many people you can actually mm. reach out to. Yeah. Yep. Even if it's just someone to talk to, like there are yep. so many helplines and even your friends, like yep. your friends can help you even if they're not going through the same thing. Yeah. It's still, still support. Yeah. And I think that's, that's another um, big thing that um, people need to um, realize and understand about mental health these days is that, um, like I, I know like from personal experience and, and obviously Danny could probably talk about this as well, that it's hard to reach out. You know, it's so hard, yeah. you know, like um, everywhere you go, um, even on social media now, like um, you see all these challenges like related to mental health, um, PTSD and, 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 and whatnot. And people are saying, reach out, reach out, reach out. But like, it's hard, you know, it's, it's freaking hard, you know? Yeah. So I, I guess like, um, let's say if you had to do it all over again, you know, um, rewind, like what would be the perfect scenario for you going through and not having to struggle for as long as you did? Yeah, I think it would have been just, be a bit more self-aware to the point or how else, how else to put it? Be a bit more real with myself yeah. to be like, okay, I am struggling. It's not, yeah. it's not a shameful thing. It's not, you know, don't let your pride get in the way of the fact that you could be getting help at that point in time. Yeah. Like it's not shameful. There's no yeah. shame in it at all. And it's mm. normal. Yeah. 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 I think if I realized that sooner, I would yeah. have reached out sooner. Yeah. No, that that's perfect. Oh man, that's that's so cool. Like honestly, thanks for sharing. I, re, I truly appreciate it. And and I know that there's a lot of um, you know, young um, mothers out there, um, you know, solo moms, um, even even moms with husbands, partners, and and that, and they're struggling alone. And you know, just like what Danny said, it's not shameful. Um, you don't have to feel ashamed um, for reaching out. Um, and even if you are someone that's um, stubborn, um, you know, there are helplines out there that you can call and um, obviously check into some of those services so that, um, you know, you can make those calls and, and start building yourself up because I, I know that it's, it's hard, you know, and um, like for me, I know that the first time I came out about it, I came out about it so publicly, but I had to talk to my family first. 
because I was mm. so worried about like all I was telling myself was that it's going to have a negative impact on my family. Um, yeah. And because I decided that, hey, I'm going to do a radio and a TV thing, I still was like, no, I need to talk to them, you know, before all of yeah. this happens. Because it, it's freaky. And um, until you get the right support and the right help, um, you kind of build yourself up to go and do it, you know. And, and normally, yeah. um, you know, you get the tools and that kind of stuff. And, and prior to that, I'd had a bit of counselling. So I kind of worked out how I was going to do it. And even when I, when I did it, I was like crying the whole time, you know, I, was, I told my parents, um, you know, that I was angry at them and, um, you know, angry at them, the way they put me up and how they never told me they loved me and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was scary, but had I not got the help, um, that, that I did, I probably would have never had that kind of strength and, and mana to sit down with them and have that conversation. And yeah, yeah, and just be vulnerable, you know, yeah. when you have when you need to. Yeah. And and, and that, yeah. that that's a major thing and, and um I think that's something that a lot of people can take um from this call is that um sometimes your first point of call is not always your family and or your partner. And sometimes you can reach out to these other services um, or your friends, um, providers, and talk to them. And they can help build you up to a place where, like, you can sit down and have the conversations with your partner, your mom, your dad, your, the close ones, and be like, hey, I need to tell you something. You know, yeah. and then, and then um, you know, if they, if they find it that, kind of offended that you didn't tell them that then that's on them like yeah you've, yeah you've done your own thing to kind of reach out and get help because a lot of times like i think people feel like why didn't you come to me like you know if you knew i'm like your best friend or like you know i'm your yeah. sister or i'm your mom you know and people feel like like there's no obligation there yeah you know? yeah and, yeah and, and sure. I, I think i think that's a major thing so um so, so carrying on from there, um, so, so where did things um, lead to now? Like, um, you know, after having your son, um, you know, and did you, did you feel like you broke through um, at some stage and you're like, okay, I'm doing well now? Or like, when was this point or was that point ever there? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I had a moment when I was, so I left my mum's house when he was still quite young um, and I got into my own house and I set, you know, set the house up, had a routine, had a job. He was at daycare and I was like, you know, even though it's two years later, like I still feel like, yeah. cool. All right. Yeah. We got a routine. We're going good. Um, yeah. You know, like everything was sorting itself out. Yeah. Um, I was in pretty good mental space and yeah. Yeah, like I think I fell into the role at that point. Yeah. yeah. And really understood what this meant. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a point where I was, yeah, doing pretty good. Um, yeah. I've always had, you know, bouts of anxiety here and there. Yeah. But nothing to the point that I couldn't deal with. Like maybe yeah. they were coming out in different ways, but yeah. not to the point where I couldn't cope. Yeah. 
Yeah. So can, can we touch? Can we touch on um, your your bouts of anxiety? Like, um, did you did you know what was triggering it? Like, did you know what was bringing it on at all, or was it just kind of like it was, it was just happening? like you know when you like not sure if you can relate, but with say social anxiety. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you walk into like a crowded place, and you're like. Mm. Oh my yeah. God, this is awkward. And you, your yeah. heart starts beating and stuff like yeah. that. So that used to happen quite a lot to me. Yeah. Um, you know, if totally I was starting key. a new yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I was starting a new job, like I had this real big, um, big anxiety around answering the phone in yeah. front of my boss. Yeah. <laughs> like it was the weirdest <laughs> thing, but it used to cause so much anxiety. Yeah. Um, I had anxiety going into the gym. Like I was yeah. like, I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah. so I had mild bouts of anxiety okay yeah, um yeah. yeah that i didn't really recognize as anxiety to be honest yeah until i started learning more about it yeah yeah so like um for your anxiety um like how long did it kind of hang around or did it like have a negative impact on your day um like afterwards or did you just like boom bounce back sweet like gone yeah, like it was back then, it was pretty good. Um, like I'd kind of feel it, make myself comfortable again, and then just get over it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so th- those, that time in my life, I was pretty settled. Yeah. Um, how, did then, you, how did you, can, can I just ask, how did you, how did you bounce back? Like, did you do anything in particular to bounce back from, from your bouts of anxiety? Like at those times, like what did you do? Like you, boom, I know what's going on. Okay, cool. What did you do um, to bounce back? I pretty much had the suck it up kind of kind of attitude, Yeah. Um, which isn't the houseliest thing to do, kind of just yeah. like, you know, push it down and be like, you've got this, just go. And yeah. then <laughs> just do it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I used to do that quite a lot. Like if I could feel myself getting quite anxious, I'd be like, no, there's no yeah. problem. It's just a gym. Yeah. No one's looking at you. Just snap go. Out of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Snap out of it. You got this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. That was for very mild, mild things, though. Yeah. Yeah. Would yeah. Would you Would you say that um, any particular, uh, I guess, environments or events brought your anxiety on more than others? Like, you know like if there was an anxiety radar like which one like hit the roof for you in terms of anxiety it was it was more new situations for like people i don't know yeah yeah. that would send it like yeah skyrocket i'd be like oh actually i don't want to go to this thing and yeah you know i'd question myself and be like why yeah (laughs) like (laughs) they're just people like what's the worst that's going to happen yeah Yeah. what's the best thing that could happen yeah what's the most likely thing that's going to happen yeah and then I'd, yeah, start to feel better about it. Yeah, I, I can totally relate because, um, you know, for, for as long as I've been speaking, um, I there's one thing I don't like. I wouldn't say that I hate, but I, I, I don't like meeting people, you know, and, and I kind of <laughs> have to, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'll go places <laughs> and, um, you know, I'll, I'll walk in with my head down or, like, pretend I'm, like, doing something, like, on my phone and, like, just so I don't have to talk to someone, you know? Yeah. And, and I'll wait for that um, moment where someone that knows me 
will come up to me and be like, hey, Ty, <laughs> yeah. this is blah, blah, blah. And I'm oh, hey, man, you know, like, <laughs> like anxiety's gone. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, da, da, da. But, yeah. like, I'll never be like, hey, I'm da, da, da. You know, it's like, no, no, no. You're not going to yeah. get that from me. Yeah, I used to do this weird thing, like, every time before I went into the mall, yeah, I would call someone just to walk into the mall. Yeah. <laughs> be like, yeah, yeah, and I'll be having conversation. I'll be like, yeah. okay, that's all I wanted to call you yeah. for. I'm in the mall now, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Um, I, I totally get you there. And, um, like, on the social anxiety thing, um, let, let me just touch on that quickly because I know it's a big thing now uh, because I've, I think that a lot of um, young people and even, like, um, people people your age and, and, and my age, not that I'm much older than you, but... Um, like I think social media has created like more social anxiety because like um, one thing I know, like I used to talk to this dude all the time online and then I met him for the first time and he was hardly talking to me. And I was just like, you talk to me like all the time, like online, like you're always messaging everything I do. You're like, bro, this and that, like cool as whatever and have full on conversations online. And then I met the dude for the first time after like a year and he had nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, and, and back then, like obviously didn't know, um, you know, how strong social anxiety was, but like, can you um, share maybe um, if you have had any experiences on how, like, what kind of level, like, social anxiety is at now? Like, oh, I reckon it's massive now. I think, like, my personal opinion is I think it's got a lot to do with confidence in people. Mm. You know, if you're, you know, not feeling confident and stuff, yeah. you can't walk into a room and say hi to the first person you meet. So for me personally, yeah. it, I linked it to a confidence thing. Okay, yeah. And then that was the thing that was creating the anxiety because I yeah. always think there's something, so there's anxiety, but there's mm. always something at the root of it that's causing you to think like that yeah. and feel that way. Yeah. Um, so for me, yeah, it was confidence. And I think, yeah, especially with social media and... Yeah all of that stuff that we have nowadays, yeah. it's, it is getting worse. Yeah. People are talking like this 24-7, you know, so when you yeah. actually have to go and meet people, yeah, yeah. It's, it's scary. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I always um, joke to people, um, like my friends and that, that you have all these friends and followers on social media and that, and then you see them out in public and they're just like, go straight past you, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, you, I saw you watch you my good? story. We're supposed to be friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, are you all good? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm sure. Like, I talk to you online, and you know, it's like, it's it's crazy. But you know, I mean, each to their own. And I mean, that I wanted to touch on that because I think it's a major thing. Um, you know, especially for young people these days, uh, because a lot of the communication that we have now is online, and then when it yeah. comes to like being face to face, it's like got nothing to say because i yeah. don't have enough time to think about what i'm going to reply or <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know can i just text you what i'm thinking you know yeah um oh wow that's crazy um and then so carrying on from there um so how did kind of like 
how did you end up where you are now in terms of like did you um go into the career that you wanted to do did you go back to uni or like wh- where did you go after um that? so after i got set up where were we yeah um i got into a relationship yeah um which ended up being an engagement so that yeah. was we were in a relationship for five years she's yep yeah and we had you know um stepkids were involved and everything and that ended yeah at the beginning of this year um so my mental health was just literally just exploded right in front of me yeah um had a close family member pass away as well yeah she's like literally within a month yeah apart from each other yeah and I tried to do the technique that I did back when I was having issues when I was younger and I thought I can do this like I'm not going to fail at bouncing back from this and blah 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 but it actually didn't work this time yeah and my anxiety just skyrocketed to the point where I was having panic attacks every yeah. single day. Jeez, yeah. um, couldn't go out of the house yeah. because I was too scared I was going to have a panic attack. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was maybe three months ago. So wow. it's literally only this month that I've been yeah. able to feel like myself, in all honesty. Yeah. 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 So those techniques yeah. just didn't yeah. work that I thought I knew. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. I think thank you so much for sharing. Like I, I bet you know the hardest thing about um, obviously what you just shared is because it's still so raw and you're still kind of in the process of um, moving out. But if I can, like um, just stop me whenever. But I just want to um, talk about um, like the moment that things kind of stopped in terms of your relationship, like. What was the hardest, like, what, what would you say um, would have been the hardest thing that you had to deal with, like, right, right then and there? So it was basically, like, I mean, if you're with someone for five years, you're integrated, you know? Yeah, yeah. So once I left that relationship, or that relationship ended, yeah. um, I had to find a house, a car, yeah. a job, like, yeah. literally I had a blank canvas in front of me. Yeah. And my way of dealing with it was go straight into survival mode. Yeah. So I was like, right, I've got a child. Yeah. He needs a house. He needs, you know, I need a car to get him around. I need a job. And I just went hard on all of that stuff. And I just put my mental health over there. Didn't want to deal with no emotion. Yeah. Didn't want to talk about it. I was like, I've got to get my shit sorted. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until... I got into my house yeah. and I got the car and just hit me all of a sudden yeah. yeah. because I'd pushed it down for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just went into a full blown panic attack and I didn't know yeah. what was happening. Like, I'm yeah. not sure if you've experienced um, panic attacks, but mm. I thought I was dying. So I called the ambulance and they yeah. just, they came and they were like, you had a panic attack. And I was like, mm. what? Like, I'm pretty sure I was having a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, that was scary. Yeah. Would yeah. Would you Would you say that um, you you know like like you said like you moved in and 
you had all these things that um, you know kept you you know kept your mental health parked um, and then obviously once you got it all you know like you said it just kind of like okay like now it's shit's real now yeah you know? now I have to sit with myself yeah. and yeah face all this stuff yeah, yeah. and it and, just yeah, yeah hit me yeah and <laughs> and I mean we we talk a lot um, at I am hope about um, the inner critic that you have um, in your mind that constantly beats you up, um, eats you up as well, you know, and telling you things that obviously you don't want to hear. And one thing that I always say to people is that you'll never let anybody talk to you the way you talk to yourself. Like, yeah. um, can, can we touch on some of the things that, or some of the conversations that your inner critic was um, talking to you about? Like what, what kind of things were going through your mind that were eating, eating you up in this time that led to these maybe panic attacks for some people out there that are tuning in? Yeah, it was more the, um, like I was telling myself, you know, these things happen, it will be fine. Mm. Um, you don't have time to feel sad right now. You've got to get this stuff sorted. Yeah. Don't be a sook about it. Yeah. Um, all these things that weren't nurturing my actual yeah. self. You know, wasn't looking after myself. Like, yeah. that was the main narrative. Just, yeah. you've got to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. Ignore yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, that's that's crazy, man. And uh, so, what what happened during this during this period? So, you've realised you just found out from the ambulance guys that um, you've had a panic attack. You never, like, did you know what it was before this or just no idea? I had, like, a slight one the year before. Yeah. But, um, yeah, nothing nothing as bad. So mm. when they did tell me it was a panic attack, it was yeah. this feeling of I didn't accept that. I was mm. like, I don't agree. Um, yeah. It genuinely felt like I was going to die. Yeah. Um, and no matter how much they reassured me, I was like, well, take me to the hospital, give me blood tests, yeah, check yeah. my heart. Yeah. Um, so I did that yeah, and cool. everything came back normal. Yeah. And I just, yeah, didn't accept it. Yeah. And so went home and mm. every time, you know, I'd get a symptom of anxiety, mm. um, it would send me into another panic attack. Yeah. And what really blew my mind still to this day is how much I didn't understand how an anxiety can manifest as these physical symptoms. Yeah. Like uh, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous how yeah. your body reacts to stress and anxiety. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I was having continuous panic attacks. Yeah. And I'd call the ambulance every single time. Yeah. Because I didn't, I just didn't want to accept that yeah. this was happening. Like mm. this is not anxiety. And I, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't, couldn't accept yeah. it. Yeah. And w would you say that, um, because obviously, you know, we talked about um, like 10 minutes ago about your anxiety and you talked about how you quickly bounce back. And like, would you say that because you, you dealt with anxiety for so long, that now it was just on a whole nother level 
that you're just like, nah, this is not it. Like something else is hundred percent. Like I, I know what anxiety is. Like this is not it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, no, anxiety is when you get, yeah. you know, butterflies in your stomach and you're a bit yeah. nervous or yeah. you get shaky or something. Yeah. Not like ha- think yeah. you're having a heart attack. Like yeah. I just couldn't understand. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it led me down this path of hundreds of dollars in doctor's fees. Yeah. Um, like I was going to the doctor, like, yeah. give me a blood test, check my yeah. brain, check my heart, and no matter how much reassurance I got, yeah, I just wouldn't listen. Yeah. Um, and so one of the last times that I went to my doctor, he said, "We're going to have to put your medication," mm. and that for me was really scary. Yeah. Um, and I did. Like, I'm not saying there's anything with medication. You have to do yeah. what you have to do. Yeah. What, what, um, what, would you, me, what would you say freaked you out about it? Because obviously a lot of people um, take take um, meds all the time. Like, what what, what freaked you out, out the most it, about it's, it? It scared me because it was, for me to see myself at a point where I didn't understand that I was there with anxiety. Mm. Yeah. Um, like... It's this serious that I need to be on medication. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing that really scared me. Yeah. No, that's cool. And so, so obviously you've been told that you need to be medicated and and whatnot. Um, Can I just rewind it a little bit and talk a little bit about, um, because it's something that I know a lot of people ask all the time and people um, talk about the, the hospital services and all that, like, how did you find they treated you um, when all of this was going on? Because, um, like, to be honest, I know a lot of people struggle with, um, you mm. know, hospital staff and, you know, for, for whatever reason. But how, how were they with you? So the first, I'd say, two, three times, yeah, they were really, um, like, they were all nice, don't get me wrong. But the first three times, you know, they were like, it's a panic attack, you need to do this, you need to breathe and all the rest of it. Yeah. And then when it kind of hit the four, five, six time, yeah. it was, I did feel a difference. Yeah. Almost like it was, they must have seen my notes and been like, yeah. she's having a panic attack. And so I'd sit in the waiting room for like hours. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm still sitting there convinced that I'm dying. Yeah. Um, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, you just need to breathe and have a drink of water. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, I can't breathe. <laughs> they're yeah. like, just deep, deep breaths. And I'm sitting yeah. there like, oh, yeah. my God, they're not taking me seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did notice the difference. And I had to be quite pushy to get that reassurance. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, again, it was just another thing that I had to accept. Yeah. And be like, they're not going to let me sit out there if I'm truly dying. Or if there yeah. was something wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was accepting accepting that. But I did notice a little bit of a difference. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that, that's cool. Um, because I, I know that, um, you know, with, with a lot of mental health, uh, you know, a lot of the um, hospital staff and that, I, I guess, you know, because obviously there's always a shortage in beds and especially, yeah. like, probably another thing I want to touch on is um, like obviously during like this coronavirus period like did you have to go into the hospital any time during this lockdown period or 
even like no so this was maybe two months ago okay cool yeah um maybe a bit longer yeah 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 so i haven't had any panic attacks or anything during lockdown yeah and a little bit before that so i think it was once i really accepted that it was anxiety yeah you know if i started to feel breathless and heart palpitations and all of that i understood what it was and then i got to a point where i can manage it yeah awesome that 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 leads perfectly into what i was just about to ask next is um so how do you manage that now you know like what what do you do um you know you you said you haven't had a panic attack you know for for the last little wee while which is awesome um that's so cool um you know for me to hear that and so how do you manage it now like how do you how do you manage all of that um it was a lot of self-care yeah um so i decided you know i I did take the medication for a week or so yeah and i decided it wasn't for me i really wanted to just feel everything and know where it's coming from and try and get through it myself yeah um so i just turned to self-care and all the support i could get Mm. and reached out to everyone and everything yeah um and to the point where now i have tools that if i feel that my anxiety is creeping up i'll go back to that and Yeah. yeah it's working working so far yeah so in in regards to self-care for for a lot of people that um, don't understand what self-care is um, can you touch on um, if it's all right like um, what what self-care you use like for yourself yeah so I had to really bring it back to basics like eat properly you know have nutritious food get Mm -hmm. enough sleep yeah even if I don't feel like it go for a 20-minute walk yeah um have a bath like that's my ultimate self-care like i'll have a bath um you know not feel like if there's dishes and i go to bed it's not the end of the world like if i'm tired or i need to rest yeah don't beat yourself up it will be there in the morning Mm. just get some sleep yeah I, yeah. I, I honestly think that's um, such a powerful thing that you just said there uh, because, you know, I, I know a lot of, like, I'm around a lot of people that have OCD, you know, and, like, something like that would drive them absolutely insane. And yeah. um, for, you to <laughs> say, for you to say that, it's, it's powerful. And, um, you know, it, it's so important because uh, people need to understand that, um you you need to kind of listen to yourself listen to your body um i I think it's cool that you touched on nutrition like nutrition's a major thing like um you know i always say to um, my friends especially you are what you eat you know and yeah i'm not saying that i eat perfectly but i do know the difference when i eat crap compared to eating something good you know and um it's a feeling thing and uh you know, especially for, for me, like with training in that, I notice the difference. But the whole thing about, hey, if there's dishes there and you don't feel like doing it, don't do it, you know? Yeah. Like, don't 
put yourself into that space um, or mentality, you know, where you're going to put yourself into an even worse like situation before you go to bed or, or whatever. You yeah, know, like yeah. you don't you don't deserve that, you know. And um and I think that's a powerful thing because you know, one of the biggest things that I know is that it's self sabotage. And mm. that's that's created from little things like that. Yeah, definitely. So that's that's cool. And is there any other like for for um maybe um someone that's listening or, or people that are tuning in? Can you touch on um, maybe some of the key turning points of your uh, management plan that you think, like, you know straight away, like, boom, um, if this hits, if I know it's, like, you know, about to hit, like, overdrive in terms of anxiety, like, how do you just, like, boom, rein it in? And, like, what do you do? What's your go-to? Honestly, do not underestimate breathing. <laughs> like, if you're not breathing properly or you're, yeah. you know, shallow breathing, that's always my first point of call. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, if I'm starting to feel a bit panicky, I'll make sure I'm breathing properly, you know, yeah. with my stomach, not my chest, and breathing yeah. deeply and everything. Yeah. Um, and moving your body. Like, go for a walk. Yeah. Um, even if you don't feel like it. Yeah. Um, and just reaching out to anyone, like yeah. your friend, your family, even um, you'll know the helpline that I'm talking about. I can't remember the seven. One seven three seven. One seven three seven. Yeah. Like that's like a twenty-four hour line. If it gets to that point where you're really struggling, that's mm. always there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's just just. For me, it's about going back to the self-care and checking in with myself. Yeah. And being like, what do I, what do I need to do? Like, yeah. what do I need right now? Do I need to yeah. chill? Do I need to go for a walk? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just yeah. Being self-aware. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. so you're pretty much what you're saying is that you have like um, your own checklist with yourself, and almost like a, a meter reading of where you're at and when you hit like a specific feeling, you know, okay, cool. I need to get my breathing under control. Um, and then obviously the next thing is, is going for a walk in. And I think, I think honestly, like little things like that makes such a huge difference. And yeah. um, even just like tuning into something um, different, you know, like, um, like you're saying, like self-care, like there's heaps of things out there that you can listen to, um, talking to someone that's massive, man. Like just picking up the phone and, um, being honest with someone, you know, because yeah. I think the biggest thing we do is that we fraud ourselves out of living, you know, because we're, we just put on this mask, like master of the mask, you know, like, yeah, no, I'm all good, you know, yeah, yeah. Cool. catch up soon, babe, you know, like. Yeah, and then <laughs> and hang, hang up the phone and you're like. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I, I honestly, like, um, you know, I, I commend you for sharing that and it's such a powerful thing and for anyone out there that is um, tuning in, you have to do these things, man, like, honestly, um pick up the phone, call somebody, um, you know, have 
your go-to people? Like, do, do you have any go-to people that you're like, okay, cool, I need to talk to this person because this person's going to be like, boom, I know once I get off the phone, I'll be sweet. Like, do you have any yeah. go-to people? Yeah, a couple of my best friends, they're always, like, they'll answer the phone any time yeah. of the day or night. Yeah. Um, you know, family members that yeah. I've reached out to and they know everything. So yeah. they know that if I'm like, hey, struggling a bit today, yeah. they're just there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I've had to call the helpline sometimes and been yeah. like, I don't know how to get my anxiety down and I'm yeah. scared I'm going to have a panic attack. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing to say to like a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Because it feels so vulnerable. Like, yeah. hey, I don't know you, but then I'm going to have a panic attack. Can you help me? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it, it feels weird to say, but when you're. Yeah in it and you actually take that step yeah you feel 10 times better afterwards you know yeah no that's so cool um couple more questions before we wrap up um i want to go back to you being a parent so all this is going on like how how do you like how do you cope like you know your parent um like the reason why I ask is because um, like I know like especially for me like during lockdown I'll give you an example like um, people are always like oh like do this with your kids do that with your kids and um, but for the first two weeks of lockdown I was completely like in space like i don't know what the hell is going on yeah you know, like i'm so used to like go 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 cool go here like i get my vibe of what i do you know yeah. so, like you know i'll have this routine drop the kids off to school you know i'm out there talking to people i'm talking to school talking to kids and i get my vibe off that yeah and now i'm getting vibe off nothing you know people are like oh yeah you have your kids and all that and i'm like are you for real? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like, come on, man, like get it together. Um, like, how did you, how did you deal with it or how, you know, with, with, with um, your around? I think lockdown came at the perfect time for me, to be honest. Yeah. Like it forced me to slow down. Yeah. It forced me to spend time with my son. Like mm -hmm. if I'm really honest, like I was so bad, with the anxiety and stuff to the point where I was getting um, like memory lapses and I yeah. can't remember my son's ninth birthday properly. That's Jeez. how bad it got. Yeah. yeah. And so that wasn't that um, long before lockdown started. Mm. So for me, it was realizing that it happened Yeah. again, not beating myself up. Yeah. And looking at lockdown as an opportunity to spend more time with my son. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's, you have no choice in my opinion. Like you have to continue to be a parent. Like yeah. they're not going to feed themselves. They're not going to yeah. Yeah. do all those things themselves. I had to homeschool my son, which like, I'm glad I wasn't a teacher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I struggled. I think we're with all that. glad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I struggled a little bit and he did too. You know, there's so many yeah. changes that um, the kids had to deal with as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just that simple fact of realistically, I can't lie in bed all day. I have to 
get up and be a mum. So yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man, good, good, honestly, good, good on you, and um, you know, again, commend you on on that. It's it's such a it's such a real thing, and it's it's so true. Like um, you know, there's days where you're just like, you know, like I I know during this lockdown, like there's days where I've probably yelled at at mine like pretty much the whole day and like i'll get to the end of the, the day and and the night and i'll be like man i've just Guilty. been looking at them all day <laughs> yeah you know, beating myself up about like what the what the hell is it doing you know like yeah no um, i had a few days where i'm like do you know what no school today go on your <laughs> ipad all day it's all good <laughs> i'll be right here <laughs> yeah. and and i i honestly think that's that's a real an honest thing to do like um you know like i think like for my kids like i know that um you know because because their mom's a teacher and she she lives abroad so it's just us so like when they're not doing their school stuff she's like why are they doing this why are they doing yeah. that and my my whole thing is like they can do whatever they want you know they're not going to school at the moment um, I'm pretty chilled about it, but her being an educator, it's like, nah, 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 nah. That's a no, no, yeah. you know? And I'm like, yeah. kind of like trying to do the school thing, but at the same time, like, hey, kids, you know, I'd rather you learn how to do the dishes. Like, I'd rather you vacuum the house, make your yeah. bed every day, fold the washing. Yeah, pretty much so. I don't have to do it, but, <laughs> you know, you learn more from that. Life than, skills, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but, but, I mean, everybody's different and I totally understand like um, where their mom's coming from and I try my best to, to do that. And um, sometimes as a parent, I think, especially in these times now, you just got to do the, you know what, go watch whatever you want on um, kids YouTube or kids Netflix. Mm. Like, go, like, I don't care if you watch three movies today, you know, yeah. we, we might go for a walk some stage other day so we can get out um but then whatever you know and sometimes yeah. that's better for up here than trying well, it's better to... for the parents and the kids like <laughs> yeah if like... they don't want to do the work you're like oh yeah. okay it's all right it's all right for yeah. today you know like it just saves everyone's mental health really yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no, def definitely but oh, in no, saying that... that i did um i did do lockdown with family so yeah like i have been blessed in that yeah. side where you know if i did have a bad day yeah i know that my son was okay yeah you know and i could sleep that extra hour or yeah. you know cool. i could go for a yeah. drive by myself and they'd be like yeah. oh good we've got it so yeah. i am yeah i am lucky in that respect oh awesome no that's cool um I, I, i'm exactly the same like um you know I, i'm grateful for my parents and that because uh, they've been around the whole time so I know that, um, you know, if, I, if I've had it, I'm like, nah, you're going to your grandparents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going, you going down the road. You're going down the road. Yeah. Like, we're going to break the bubble today. Like, first thing. <laughs> <You're going laughs> yeah. Down, nah. <laughs> yeah don't, oh, I didn't break bubbles, guys. Um, but, yeah. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, he said it. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing that I just kind of thought of. Um, your son, we we're talking about how um, during 
this whole process and during um, the breakup side of things, because we're, we're talking earlier about stepkids, um, your son and all these kids, like how did, how did your son going through all of this, did that have an impact on you? Like in terms of how you were feeling? Yeah. So he, he's a very sensitive child as it is. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously it was five years of his life. So he was like, what's going on? Um, you know, and unfortunately he did see me have panic attacks and things. And he was having his own anxiety about that. Like, are you okay, mom? And, you know, there was a point where he'd follow me into the room and be like, are you okay? You're not stressed and stuff like that. So when I started to feel better in myself, it was about teaching him to deal with his anxiety. So it just took a big turn so if he's feeling anxious i'm like do you want to go for a ride on your bike or yeah and you know helping him understand all these big feelings that he's having and that it's okay like you can be sad you can be angry but this is how you you deal with it yeah that's awesome man like um i think that's such a powerful um thing um especially like i mean obviously it's, it's it's a tough time for any kid um, that's going through that but for you to be able to say hey son like it's totally normal um, it's okay for you to feel like this and feel like that um, that's that's cool like um, good on you for doing that and um, like I think in wrapping up um, what's what's something that you would say um, to yourself um, let's say you took yourself out of everything that's, that's gone on and what would you say to yourself now, you know, in, in regards to anything, you know, like how, how you are now, like, let's just say you jumped out of yourself. What's something that you would say to yourself that would, would comfort you or, or know that, man, I totally got this. <laughs> like what, what would you want to hear? one of the big ones are just, this is temporary like this isn't a stuck thing forever yeah um and there's things behind it like working through the emotion and you know not denying yourself that nurturing factor where you can just sit and cry if you want to do some boxing and get your anger out like there's always something that you need behind the anxiety yeah um yeah and it's just temporary like it's just a moment in time you can get through it yep. and then it'll always get better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the main thing that I would have loved to hear from myself <laughs> when yeah. all of this was going on, even now. Yeah. yeah. And um, what, what about um, like from someone else? Like what, what would be something that you would want to hear, you know, let's say three, four months ago, what, what would have been the perfect thing for you to hear? Because um, the reason why I ask is because I know that um, nine times out of 10, when people are struggling, people say the wrong things, Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, um, yeah. That, that that's the reason why I asked that question. So what, what would be something that you would want to hear? Let's say rewind three, four months ago um, to know that, you know, I totally got this. Like even know that you're you're at the lowest of lowest and like and, and the darkest of darkest. Like what what's something that you think someone could say 
to someone in that situation that would be like, you got this. Yeah. I think you and I have actually had this conversation like way before it was about, you know, I think we have such a culture where it's, it's, it's kind of like shameful to be vulnerable and all that kind of stuff. And I think just hearing like somebody else say, I get it. Yeah. And it's all good to feel like that. Yeah. That would have been gold in my darkest moment, you know, like I, I get it and it's all good. Like you don't have to figure out how to get through it right now. Just, just be in your shit and cry if you want to. And it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. And, and, And it's true. It's so powerful. Like, um, you know, knowing that, um, I, th- I think a cool thing that you touched on earlier um, in this in this talk was um, how when your mom came to you and you you were freaked out about um, telling her how much you were struggling, just for her to come out and say, "I, I know, <laughs> like, yeah, I know what you're going through." You know, like, yeah, why, why are you even trying to hide it from me? You know, like that. I think moments like that. A constant reminder and example of how easily um, you could shift your mental health from wherever it is to a whole dimension of like, you know what, I'm actually going to get through this um, because yeah. you've done it, so I know I can do it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so that that's so cool. So, um, I mean, any last um, words of wisdom or? words of advice for anybody out there that um, could be struggling before we wrap up? Um, Just everything that we've spoken about in a nutshell, really. It's just, it's all good. It's all good to be vulnerable. It's all good to have shit times and feel like it's not going to end, you know, but it will, you know, we hear it all the time. It will get better. There's people that you can talk to. There's, ways that you can take even if it feels like little steps mm. they turn into giant leaps in your mental health so yeah yeah just keep on keeping on yeah <laughs> <laughs> no nah, awesome i mean um on behalf of um us here at i'm hope um myself and and the team like we want to thank you for for jumping on like we truly appreciate you um you know, being vulnerable, um, sharing your story and um, obviously sharing um, a lot of um, things that you've been through even even like just recently. And I, I think it's a massive um, step in the right direction, not only for you, um, but for a lot of people out there that think that they have to get their shit together before they start sharing and um, start reaching out. And, and the reality is, is that um, like you don't have to, you know, and um, no, we're, we're I don't constantly. have my shit together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like and, I'm anxious doing this, but yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and 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 I think that's a constant reminder that we need to keep pushing out there um, to to people in our communities and and obviously people in in, in our country that nobody has their shit together, and um, regardless of how perfect you think people are nobody's got their shit together and we need to remind people of that constantly. So um, thank you. Um, and we wish you well on, on your mental health journey. And I'm sure we'll be um, talking a whole lot more soon. And uh, I know um, from 
listening to your um, journey and, and your story, I know people are going to be reaching out, wanting to connect. So um, we'll make sure we make that that happen. But um, other than that, um, this is this has been great and uh, been awesome chat. And hope um, the best for you and your son um, over the next little wee while. So um, kia kaha and um, thank you. Be kind and, and stay well and, and yeah, take care. Yeah, all good. Cool. Well, thank you so much as well for creating a space for people to do this. It's, yeah. it's so cool. Yeah, no worries. Thank you so much. Yeah.